Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the Preacher's Corner. I'm Pastor Jay, and today we're going to be getting into at least the first portion of this, the distance between a Martha and a Mary. What we're going to discover between these two young ladies is that they're both necessary and they're both essential in the service of the Lord. The interesting part is is that they're, they both need what the other has to provide, and what their lives will reveal to us today is the fact that we need both of them in our own lives. And so a lot of interesting uh, connections that we're going to make in the Word of God today as we finish off Luke chapter 10. We're going to roll into Luke chapter 11. So let us give God praise this day for the and, and ask God for the blessing of safety upon those workers who have to get out and about. It's here in Virginia. We've got another uh, another batch of ice that fell through the, the night and into this day. We've got uh, freezing rain. We've got uh, sleet and all kinds of mess. It's just messy outside. But let us give God praise for the blessing of the nourishment to the ground that he is providing so that when we discover spring and as we move into summer that we may be able to rejoice in, in a plentiful crop that can be planted in, in a nourished ground that is ready to receive it so that it can provide uh, through God's grace and blessing uh, a, a plentiful crop for us to be able to feast upon in September. What a blessing. So... We pray for it, and we ask God's blessing in the Word of God upon us today. Father, we are thankful. We ask thy blessing upon us. We pray that you will watch over us and that, that we will be nourished, Lord, by the Word of God and that the ground can be nourished by the blessing of the, the ice and, and all that you have provided, Lord, as it melts very slowly and it provides the right amount of, of nutrient for the soil to rejoice in. And Lord, we just we thank you for all that you've done. And ask for your blessing be upon us today, and your presence be near to us, in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. All right, guys, here we are in Luke chapter number 10. We're beginning in verse number 38. We're going to read down to the end of the chapter. A beautiful connection between these two ladies, of course, recognizing Lazarus as their brother revealed in John chapter number 11. And so it says in 38, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. Of course, we're dealing with Jesus right now. We're dealing with the village of Bethany because that's where Martha, Mary, and Lazarus lived was in Bethany. It's where Jesus went to visit when we discovered him in the end of Mark where Jesus went to visit after he had talked to the fig tree and basically cursed that fig tree and where he stayed that night before he went into Jerusalem and all the events of his captivity and, and death would, would then occur. So as it came to pass, they went, he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Now, very important, when you see this this word, certain man or certain woman or certain village you have to understand Jesus is teaching now a lot of people talk about the rich man and Lazarus and they try to say that 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 is a parable that it that it was not an actual event but that would also mean that this would be a parable and not an actual event because when you begin the, that that particular story that Jesus told about the rich man and Lazarus it said a certain rich man 
And, and it's very important because the same connection is being given to Martha here, a certain woman named Martha in a certain village that is located in a certain place called Bethany. And so it's very important for us to understand that, that this word certain in its connection to people is speaking of something that is a reality. And that is also important because when we consider the reality of the rich man ending up in torments and being in hell separated across the gulf from Lazarus who suffered in this life and died outside that rich man's gate but found himself in the Abraham's bosom, it's very important for us to make the connection that that was not a parable, but in fact something that John chapter number 11 reveals as four days Lazarus had been had already passed and had been buried and had been the care of uh, the principal caregiver for Martha and Mary and the whole connection of the friendship that Jesus would have with the whole family. So when you're tying the Gospels together, you're getting a much richer picture of who these women were and of who Lazarus was to Jesus. But you're also discovering that these are not parables. These are not things meant to be analogies that Jesus spoke, but that these are actually real people, real events, real moments of time that took place. So it's very important to get that. And so we see that uh, Martha was the eldest, Mary was the youngest. Of course, Lazarus was the man of the house at that point of time, but we're discovering that Martha is the one who is receiving Jesus. And so it tells us that she received him into her house in verse number 39. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Very important point here. Mary you'll find at Jesus's feet. This isn't the first time that Mary's met Jesus's feet. If you recall a young woman that came in when he was at the house of the Pharisee that washed his feet with the hairs of her head and the tears of her eyes and anointed his feet with the alabaster box of ointment. This same Mary finds herself regularly at Jesus's feet. For this is the place that our spirit needs to be. We must be a people humble, as it would say in Jesus' teachings in Matthew chapter number 5, or already we've done in Luke chapter number 6. Blessed are the humble in spirit, or blessed are the poor in spirit, for there shall be the kingdom of God. And that is exactly what Mary is experiencing there at the feet of Jesus. Would we be willing to invite Jesus into our home and to give him the best seats of our house and if necessary sit upon the floor or the tables or wherever we need to sit so that Jesus would find himself as a guest of true honor? Or would we find ourselves sitting Jesus in the second chair because the first chair belongs to us? And so we see that, that Jesus that Mary, anyways, she sits at Jesus' feet and, and just listens and just soaks in the Word of God. And I pray in this moment that we're gathered together here that we sit at Jesus' feet and that we just soak in the Word of God. But Martha, there's a but. Guys, every time you come across a word but, you're always going to find something uh, that there's two things that you're going to find behind the word but, even when we use it in our English language. It, usually you're going to find something positive, 
and the word but comes in and you're going to discover something negative. In this case, though, you're going to find that that it is a mixed bag. There is a positive nature to Mary or Martha, rather, but there is also a negative to her as well. As we see in verse number 40, but Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her that she will come and help me. Now, understand the scenario is that it was expected that Jesus was coming, so Jesus showed up at the house. Now, Martha, this whole time, has been buzzing about the house. She's been cleaning the house, and, and, and just consider if this sounds similar to you or, or familiar to you. She's buzzing about the house because a guest is coming. She's trying to clean everything. She's making sure everything's right. Now, Mary is not as much concerned, but Mary's also not a first or an oldest. Mary is a, a youngest, as it were, and so the things that would would be concerning the, the oldest are being taken care of and have always been taken care of, and so that it was not a position of the youngest to even think about. So, Martha's flying all over the house. She's getting everything straight. She's she's dusting the furniture. She's trying to cook a meal. She's she's trying to clean the dishes and clear out the kitchen. She's she's busy about much work. Whereas Mar whereas Mary, when Jesus comes in, just simply finds herself at the place of Jesus's feet and is content to just listen because Martha has already buzzed all over the house. Now. It is possible that Mary would have tried to have helped Martha, but sometimes people who get into a tizzy of, of trying to make sure that everything's correct, and I'm guilty of this as well, we try to make everything is just right. We try to make everything just so because we know that a guest is coming, and so that, that when people would want to help us because we're, af we're either afraid or we're not certain that that person will do the job the way we expect it to be done, we just simply take it upon ourselves to do everything because it's so much easier to do it yourself so that you know that it got done the way you wanted it to than to entrust work to others and it not get done or not get done the way that you would expect it to, and you have an idea that that is the possibility with the people that you're that are asking of you and that, that you may be looking to put in charge of taking care of business. So you just kind of say, not right now, and you breeze right past them. But at the same time, you've taken so much work upon yourself personally that that when you've worn yourself out trying to do everything because you got to make sure that it gets done exactly the way that you would want it to be done and you know nobody else is going to be able to do it exactly the way you want it done but you, you also look and see that those whom you have rejected from helping you are now finding themselves at a position of rest before the guest and it becomes offensive to you because this this you've been just dragging yourself crazy. You've been going nuts trying to get everything right. How dare anybody find themselves at rest until everything is done? But the problem is, is that you're doing it all. They don't have any choice. They don't have anything to be able to help you with. And so they, they just carry on. And so it's kind of interesting 
the uh, the difference between Martha and Mary because we can really truly connect and experience a Martha in ourselves at at points of time when we are we are pressed with having to do things or get things ready or, or take care of things and we, we want to make sure that it's done right we want to make sure that everything is covered but we're also a little bit irritated because uh, we would love to have some help but of course when people say well great how can I help you we tell them don't worry about it because we we either know that they're not going to do it the way that we expect it to be done or we're not certain if they're going to be able to do it the way that we would expect it to be done so we just tell them no because it's so much easier to not have to worry about that on top of worrying about everything else and and so it also comes to pass that that there is a mary that is inside of some of us are definitely inside of us where <clears throat> where we just want to get alone with Jesus and where we just want to feast upon his word. And I hope that this is one of your merry moments where where you've separated yourself from the insanity of a day where you're just looking to be alone with Jesus in this in this particular hour and and, and you just you're with me and we're with Jesus. We find ourselves at his feet just soaking in his word and just praising him for being with us this day for protecting us through this day for for blessing us with this opportunity to be together hallelujah so there is indeed the potential of a mary inside of all of us there is indeed a reality of martha inside all of us did you catch the difference of the wording there? There is a potential of being Mary, but there is a certainty of being Martha. <laughs> okay? We we all could take time out for Jesus. We could take time out for for peace, just just to let the peace of God just cover us for a moment so that we wouldn't be so swept within the chaos of any given day or any given week or any given month or any given year. There is the potential of a Mary inside of us because the Holy Spirit longs for us, as it says in, in Psalm 40, to be still. The Holy Spirit longs for us to be calm and to be still and to seek the Lord so that the Spirit can have communion with the Trinity through the Bible. When you get alone with God in prayer, and you get alone with God in, in the Bible, like we're doing right now, as we get alone with God in the Bible, we're actually giving the Holy Spirit that seals us a, a chance to commune with God. And it is so vital for us to be connected to the Trinity during this period of time. And so we need to be like Mary. And Martha really, truly needs to be more like Mary in this moment because Martha's been about the bu the buzzing all this time to get everything right. But there comes a time where things just need to be left alone. It just needs to be stopped because it, there isn't anything more that necessarily needs to be done. <clears throat> it's just that Martha mindset that says, no, I've got to make sure everything's right. 
And then when you get everything clean, you got to go back over everything and make sure it's clean again. And then when you've ensured that everything is clean, you got to go back over and make sure that nothing moved from the last time you checked to make sure it was clean. You got to make sure that this is done. You got to make sure that that is done. And then a knock at the door. Oh no, we've got to go. We've got to make sure. Ah! A Martha world, man, is, is chaos. But we have that inside of us. There is a certainty. Now, it varies between people, make no mistake, but there is a certainty of a Martha inside of us all because we have a, a, a corrupt nature. We have a sin nature, and that nature bends toward the negative. It bends toward the chaos. It bends toward the the struggle and the suffering it it is not satisfied our human nature is not satisfied in comfort it's not satisfied at peace it's not satisfied with with joy and with 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 gladness the sin nature that all of us have the whole world of humanity that is born with is a negative nature that that thrives in in suffering that thrives in misery that thrives in frustration and anger and chaos and and it thrives there and so we see with Martha as it uses this word cumbered she's carrying this load that Jesus would say in Matthew chapter number uh, let's see seven no I take that back Matthew chapter number 11. And I'll go there and make sure I'm telling you the truth. Because I'm hoping that you'll write it down and look it up. In Matthew chapter number 11, beginning in verse number 25, it goes back. That the scripture tells us at that time Jesus answered and said, I thank you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hid these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. By the way, we just finished in Luke chapter number 10, this very same prayer that, that Jesus was talking about as, as he did lift up the parable. And then he said, I'm thankful that you gave it to these infants. Remember that conversation? The infants. And so in, in verse number 27, he goes down and he says, All things are delivered unto me of my father. And no man knows the Son but the Father, neither knows any man the Father except the Son, and he to whoever the Son will reveal him. So he goes to say in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But we find Martha back here in Luke chapter number 10 and verse number 38. We see that, well, in verse number 40, we see that Martha is so cumbered by much serving and cumbered by so much that there is no rest for her. And yet Jesus said, come to me. Well, that's the thing that Martha's not doing. She's not coming to Jesus. She's keeping herself apart from Jesus and, and stuck in all of this work, all of this stuff. Whereas Mary, 
Immediately upon Jesus' entrance to the house, Mary immediately floods to Jesus' feet because she longs for the rest that she knows can only come from the Son of God. By the way, Mary's had an experience with Jesus already that Martha has yet to have. Mary came into that Pharisee's house. Mary came in behind Jesus and fell down at his feet. Mary washed his feet with her tears. Mary anointed his feet with oil. Mary, Mary had a very special event there with Jesus. And so now that she's back in the presence of her Lord and Savior, she takes the time to find herself at his feet. I can see in my own personality, I, I can see where Martha would be frustrated by this, though. Because Martha has yet to experience that rest that Jesus provides. Martha wasn't with Mary when she was on her feet, or, or needless to say, when she was on her face uh, before Jesus' feet. Martha wasn't there. Martha has not had that same kind of connection or that same kind of, of moment as it was with Jesus. So it's under, I understand it anyways. I would say it's understandable, but... I'm not sure I could let her off the hook that easy because I can't let myself off the hook this easy. But I understand where Martha's coming from because in the chaos of a moment and in the chaos of, of, of her mind, looking at all of the things that could potentially be wrong. By the way, you might even be this kind of person. Think about this. You have the guest over. You've done every possible thing you can think of to do to be able to get that house ready for the guest to come. They've showed up. You've become the delightful and, and calm and present guest or host, rather, to the guest. And, and they've come in. They, you've got them seated at, at the, the best chair of the house, the most comfortable couch. You've seated them. You, you have prepared for yourself a wooden chair so that any other potential guest that would be coming would have the best seats of your house. And as you're sitting there and you're making light with conversation with the, 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 the guest of the house, your eyes, as you, as you listen to them, you're looking at them. But then as you glance away at a moment of pause, you see the imperfections of the paint on the wall beside them. You see the, 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 the cat hair on the cushion behind them. You see... You see a little bit of dust on the floor and maybe a Lego that you missed. You see, you see all of these different, a cup out of place. Oh my goodness. You see all of these different things, but you're maintaining an outward appearance of being the delightful host. While inside, it's this raging tornado of, oh my goodness, I can't believe I missed all of that. It's so funny. This I just see Martha. And, and confessedly, I connect with her. I connect with her. And guys, you, you can't be watching this right now and not connect with Martha just a little bit, okay? There, come on. There, there is a nature of Martha inside of most of us. I won't say all of us, but most of us have a nature of Martha inside of us. And, and, and what we need to do, because I said, if you recall, the potential of being a Mary. We have a certainty of a Martha, 
but a potential of being a Mary. What we've got to do is we've got to strive in the Lord to be a Mary. And, and some people, this isn't going to be so difficult to do. Some people at the point of their salvation were just completely transformed by the renewing of their mind, and, and they become annoying to the other people who, who, who are still very Marthaed because they just got it. They found themselves at Jesus' feet, and that is where they long to be all the time. They just want to be at Jesus' feet. Even if there's work to be done, you know what? We'll get to that. Let's be at Jesus' feet. So there's still some folks that, there are folks that have connected to the Mary mindset. And by the way, I'm, I'm, I sound like I'm painting Mary's activities in more of a poor light than Martha, and that's not true. It's just because I have in my, my natural state more of a Martha mentality. But as the Lord has been working on Jason all these 20 years of, of, of being born again, 21 now, of being saved, of being born again, he's been working a Mary inside of me, okay? Uh, that, that I would take time to slow down and just commune with Jesus. E even in my early stages of, of, of Christianity, my early stages of a be becoming a believer, and, and even up to this day, really, uh, even study was, was something that was hard-charged. It was study. It was memorized. It was, it was connect Scripture and grow, 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 grow. Everything had marching orders to it. Everything had a regimen to it. And this is very much a Martha. Everything had a purpose that drove it. Everything was, was for the goal of winning souls or for the goal of, of, of growing so that you could go, for the goal of of accomplishing that which my pastor would appoint me to or accomplishing that which the Lord had called me to. Just go, 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 go. But there's this still small voice that speaks to us that says, be still and know that I am God. There's this, this, this beautiful peace that has passed by from so many that that try to regiment their lives and and that are that are so very much a Martha mindset, there is this glorious peace and this glorious rest that is available, that is potential, that is possible for you. But see, you you've got to break apart from that Martha in you. You've you've got to separate from that. You've got. You've got to literally consciously choose to stop for a time being Martha and accept that Jesus loves Mary too and that, that being a Mary can be one of the greatest blessings that our souls could ever experience just to be at Jesus' feet and just to receive of his blessing. You see, it's difficult for a Martha heart to to strive to be a Mary heart. It's it's difficult for a Martha to see a Mary as 
as something good. Likewise, it's also difficult for a Mary to to work with a Martha because Mary, she's just at Jesus' feet. Now, are we saying that Mary's not tried anything to help Martha? Are we saying that Mary's just a lazy sot that does nothing at all? No, furthest thing from the truth. Certainly, many a moment Mary would be coming to Martha saying, how can I help you? But but Martha, in that mindset of Martha in the preparation of this home, she's just not going to allow you to help. And the things that she may give you to do would be things that would be so trivial that they would be done. And then you would say, okay, I'm done with that. What else can I do? And they're, they're, they're frustrated because you got done with it too quick. They didn't think it would be that fast. And so they, they just block you off. You see, it's very difficult for a Mary to receive a Martha. And it's very difficult for a Martha to receive a Mary. And they exist inside of us. Each person watching this, each person in this planet has these natures. And they do conflict with each other. And you will have a strength of one nature much more than the other. There are some people who who can get alone with God and just be alone with God for, for hours and just pray and, oh my God, goodness just have that beautiful just relationship then there's Martha's who struggle at 15 minutes in prayer because they just get inundated by their own heart thinking about all of the other things that have not been done yet in this day oh praise God we've got to go get them done that struggles with with taking time to read because that there's so much else that needs to be done. And, and, and for a Martha mindset, it is so hard to just stop. But that's exactly what a Martha mind must do. And must do. By the way, I'm talking to me right now. That is what we must do. And it, it, takes, some, it takes some discipline. It takes some effort. And we also need to understand that a merry mind must be more receiving and open to seeing the things that Martha's trying to do and simply doing them, not asking, can I help? What can I do? How may I help you? But seeing the need that Martha's doing and just doing it so that a Martha can see that it's happening without her even having to say anything and go, Oh, okay, that's one less thing I have to do. And the more that a Mary just looks forward into the things that Martha's going to need to do and comes in and just begins helping without having to be asked or without having to be told, just comes in and, and begins helping, it eliminates the baggage that a Martha sees that she's going to have to carry and so that it will provide that, that avenue where Martha could rest. And then Mary could rest. And then a Mary would pick up a little bit of a Martha mindset. And Martha would pick up a little bit of a Mary mindset. And now that the two could walk together because they'd be in agreement. By the way, 
The same thing is true as concerning us with Jesus. He is our Savior, but Jesus is righteousness, and Jesus is truth, and Jesus is, is holiness. And so we are completely unfamiliar with these attributes because we were born in sin and so we've lived a life of unrighteousness we lived a life of unholiness we lived a life that that has not been true that has been false and once we receive christ once we become a child of god and are saved it takes a, a long time as jesus would say Yoke yourself together with me. Remember what he said. Come unto me that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Because at our salvation, we're not just immediately going to walk in the same path as Jesus. Because our path has been one that has been separated from Jesus for our life up to that point. It's not going to be familiar to follow righteousness. It's not going to be familiar to follow truth it's not going to be familiar to walk with jesus so we've got to discipline our heart we've got to choose to follow jesus now in choosing to walk with jesus that choice becomes easier and easier and easier and over time you've you've become a habit of of following jesus and and it and it makes it even more rich than when you started but everyone, if at the beginning of their faith, at the beginning of their walk with God, must discipline themselves to serve God. They must discipline themselves to follow Jesus. So they must have a Martha mindset for God to begin with so that they regiment themselves into Christ. And as they have formulated this desire, as it's built up within them, they need to transition from a Martha mind to a Mary so that they could truly rejoice and fellowship in the Lord Jesus Christ that they began. So these two women represent two mentalities. They represent two personalities. They re represent two uh, attitudes that are both good in their place both proper for their times, both extremely positive in their working, but both also carrying a negative. And so Martha, she comes to Jesus. She doesn't talk to Lazarus, oddly enough. I believe he's there too. But she comes to Jesus. And she says, Tell my sister to help me. Wrong thing to say. Jesus said to Martha, Sweetheart, this is, this is in the Arthur translation, <laughs> Virginianese. Sweetheart, you're entirely too careful and troubled about too many things. But there's one thing that's needful. And Mary has chosen that good part that will not be taken away from her. You see, Martha, darling, this is Jesus. This is a retelling of this story. It's like, Martha, sweetheart, sweet, you, you're driving yourself crazy trying to make a house prepared for a person that doesn't care about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, 
understandable if a Pharisee walked into your home, the first thing they would do was point out the paint chips on the wall, point out the scratch that the kid made, point out the crookedness of the table and all of the things and the fact that you're poor and the dirt on your floor and and everything else. I mean, you know, if it was a Pharisee, they would come in and they, they would be studying the home to see the poverty of the person so that they could benefit themselves by talking about how great they are for even coming to see you. Uh, if it was a scribe, they wouldn't even come to see you. And if it was, if it was anyone else, granted, but, but Martha, sweetheart, I, I'm not here for the house. I'm not here for the food. I'm not here for any of this other stuff. I came for you. Now, sweetheart, Mary understands. And that's exactly what you need to do too. Choose me, not the pots and pans. Choose me not the errands and, and and the running. Choose me, not the, the misplaced chair or the, the crooked couch or the the, the lint on the on the on the cushion or the or the this or the that or the or the Legos on the floor or the stuff. It's a house you live in it. Praise God. I came into a lived in house. Hallelujah. Choose me. Choose me. Praise God. So I want to encourage you, Martha Minds. And I'm one of them. Praise I, I'm just, <clears throat> I'm admitting it right off. I'm a Martha Mindset. Because we we are extremely analytical. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I was asked the, a couple of days ago to take an assessment that was a leading through your strength assessment. <clears throat> and I, I thought it was pretty amazing. Now, being an assessment, it's not going to be 100% dead on, but, but I'd have to tell you that I must have been honest with these questions because it is about 90, 90, 95% straight. Uh, as I was reading through this thing, I was going, yep, oh, wow, okay. And it, it, what it reveals is, is that, that I do connect with a Mary inside of me there is a connection there, but that I'm very much a Martha as concerning the thought processes, the, the way in which I engage life or the way in which I would engage work, and that it, it takes a concentration and a, de, a determination, or as it was a dedication, to ensure that, that I have merry time. Because it's so easy, it's natural to be a Martha. So those of you who are listening today, who who when when on all of these descriptions, you look at Martha, you look at these verses, you see Martha, and you say, "Man, I sure connect with her." Then then it is natural for you to be in that mindset of a Martha. So it's going to take some determination, and it's going to take some some dedication to to bring yourself discipline yourself to a mary to discipline to stop everything and just get alone with god and when your mind starts zooming because you've spent 5 minutes not engaged in anything and 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 
you're already getting stir crazy because, oh, it's itching at you. You know all of the other things that you've got to do in a day. Oh, my goodness, we just got to go, 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 go. That you you realize you've disciplined you. You've got to push through that because there's something so much more important than anything else in the rest of your day in this moment. Be advised you're connecting with God. And how easy it would be to just totally lose that, that reality that I have now separated this moment to be still and to know God. And just, just be alone with God. Oh, and if you're merry, if you're a merry mindset, and you, you readily want to be alone with God, and you readily want to separate unto the Lord, and you readily want to just be just saturated with, with, with the work of God and, and just the presence of God, yeah, amen. But please realize that there are Marthas around you that truly do need you. They just don't know how to tell you. So you might have to take on a little bit of a Martha mindset to see the things that that potentially need to be done and to simply do them so that a Martha could have a chance to slow down if they would. And let the two mindsets find their way at a harmony inside of each and every one of us today so that we can find ourselves complete in Christ and what a rejoicing that will be. Father, we thank you for these two lives and for the multitude of, of wisdom that you could present through them. And we thank you for our connection together today and for this opportunity to, to pray and seek your face and just rejoice in your presence. Lord, bless us. In Jesus' name, amen.